This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast. As the esteemed announcer said, I'm your host, Gordon Firemark, and this is the show where I bring you information about how lawyers can leverage the power of podcasting to support and develop their businesses, even if they're not podcasting specifically about the law. Now, this episode is going to be a little different from most. Usually, I'm talking to other lawyers or just talking by myself (laughs) exclusively about the value of producing and hosting your own show. And we'll be talking about that a bit today, of course, but also about how having guests on your podcast can benefit you and your practice. What makes it different is that we're going to spend some time on the value of making guest appearances on other people's podcasts. And my guest today is Jessica Rhodes. Now, Jessica, you're not a lawyer, are you? No, but my husband is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> well, she Jessica is the founder and CEO of Interview Connections, the premier source for booking outstanding podcast guests. The Interview Connections team of booking agents works with podcasters to find and book guests on their shows and also represents dozens of highly qualified guest experts to connect them with shows on which to appear. Jessica is also the host of the weekly web TV show, Interview Connections TV, as well as the Roads to Success podcast. She's a regular speaker at Dream Business Academy and has shared the stage with dozens of top podcasters at Podcast Movement and also shared the stage with me there (laughs) and Podcast New England as well. She's married and is the proud mom to a very busy toddler named Nathan and a baby named Lucy. Uh, Jessica Rhodes, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Gordon. I'm thrilled to be here. I uh, thank you. I'm glad to have you. I, I just I'm amused at the names because I have a son named Nathaniel, who we call really? Nate, and a daughter named Lily. So very very close. That there. is so great. <laughs> Good and we have a third who's two now, and he's tearing things up. It's anyway. <laughs> that's not what we're here to talk about, but it's fun. So give us some backstory. How did you find your way to becoming a podcaster and and to having a business that focuses on the podcasting? microeconomy. Yeah. So, well, it's it's nice to kind of just t- touch a little bit on our kiddos because for me, my kids were really what got me into becoming an entrepreneur. When yeah. I was pregnant with my son, Nathan, I had a full-time job. I was working at a nonprofit and I knew that I wanted to be, uh, I wanted something different. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but what I really wanted was to have my own, uh, you know, at-home income. Because yeah. when I look back at it and I look you know, how much of an entrepreneur I am and and how much I like to do. I could, I really needed a career. But at the time I just said, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I don't want to have a baby and two months later put them in daycare and go back to work. That wasn't what I wanted. And so my dad said, well, why don't you um, become a virtual assistant? Why don't you start a, a VA business? And I had no idea what he was talking about. I had no idea there were these online businesses and, and this whole industry where you could, you know, have this service-based business. Mm -hmm. So my dad is a business coach and he has several online businesses uh, that he started when I was in my early teens. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so I thought, all right, you know, he seems to be pretty confident that I could make something work here. So I let, you know, I kind of, he took me under his wing and, you know, became my first client. I started just doing some work for him mm-hmm. and his business, you know, on that freelance basis, um, started to, you know, show some results for him and got connected with some other folks and started to build up a little client base of people in my little freelance VA business. Mm-hmm. And one of those tasks that I was doing for clients was booking them for interviews on podcasts. And as I was reaching out to podcasters and pitching my clients as guest experts, I started to have podcasters wonder who I was. And I remember there was this moment in the summer of 2013 where one particular host that I reached out to stopped in the email chain and said, well, tell me about yourself. And I'm like, why do you care about me? I'm pitching these, you know, great clients. And he got, and I just told him my story. I said, well, I'm a, uh, I'm a mom. I have a new baby and I have this at home business. And he's like, that is great. I'd love to interview you. And, and so I went on his podcast and was, you know, so nervous and sweating bullets because I'd never been interviewed before. But it was as people started to ask who I was and what I did. And when I told them what I did, you know, connecting guests with podcasters, I just started to have people say, wow, that is amazing. We need somebody like that. I don't have anyone to find me guests. I don't have anyone to get me booked. And I just had that entrepreneurial light bulb that said there's a need. There's more and more people starting podcasts. There's more and more people that want to get interviewed. So why don't I kind of fill this need in the marketplace? And I had specific conversations with people where I said, you know, would you pay for this? Uh-huh. And what would you pay? And um, and I remember people saying, yes, I would pay for this. And, or, you know, and I, and I would definitely... Um, want to use a service like yours. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I started interviewconnections.com and and just grew it. It's been um, just over two years since I launched interviewconnections.com and we have about 10 booking agents and dozens of clients. It's grown really nicely and more and more people are, you know, starting podcasts and wanting to get interviewed. So uh, now I get interviewed and talk, you know, give my tips. I have a couple podcasts and videos and blogs just yeah. to get this great information out there. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, first of all, your web show and also your podcast Roads to Success. I want to Sure. Um, well, my interview, uh, interview connections TV is my weekly web TV show. And I started that in April of 2014. And so I've been doing weekly videos, um, every week since then. And I give tips on how to be a great guest and how to be a great host. You know, they're three to five minute videos, um, just short tips. I film them in my office and I I live um, near the water. So sometimes be on the beach, just all different locations with me with, you know, great tips. And then my podcast is where I interview entrepreneurs and business experts. Um, Every week I do an interview and then I have another show called The Podcast Producers. And that's actually a co-hosted show that I do with my friend Corey Coates, who's the co-founder of Podfly Production. So we do that together. I do a lot of the interviewing and the guest booking, and he does also the interviewing and the production aspect to it. Okay. Well, that leads me right into my next question. As far as the production side, the tech stuff, did you get yourself set up pretty much on your own or did you have help or... Um, Corey was my guy. (laughs) So when I started my podcast, I thought, you know, it was like that question that every podcaster has, unless you happen to be, you know, a sound engineer before you start podcasting, you know, thinking, okay, am I going to edit this myself? Am I going to figure it out? Am I going to outsource it? And if I'm going to outsource it, what's that going to cost? And I remember opening, I recorded my first interview. I opened up GarageBand, imported the audio and looked at it and was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, so 
around that same time is when I was a mutual friend introduced me to Corey and he said, listen, send me your interview. I'll just edit it for free just so you can see what it's like, you know, what it would sound like. Mm -hmm. And it sounded amazing. I'm like, I could never edit it as good as he could. So I decided to invest in their services. So I record my interviews, stick them in Dropbox and they take it from there. So he used the drug pusher marketing model. Give you a freebie (laughs) and get you a taste and you're hooked. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a good one. I've, I uh, definitely utilize that with interview connections. I've booked a lot of free interviews, let oh, me I tell see. you. Okay. So you are essentially a service-oriented business, like a law practice or a, an accounting firm or a dentist's office or whatever. I mean, you're, you're providing a service. Have you seen that the podcasting is actually a direct benefit for your service? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because the big thing that podcasting does is it sets you apart as that authority figure. Mm-hmm. And 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 I like that you, you know, said you're a service-based business just like a lawyer's is and it's the really the same. As a service-based business, you have to set yourself apart um, from your competition. And when you establish yourself as that authority figure mm-hmm. and when you position yourself as that celebrity in your industry, more clients will be attracted to work with you. Gordon, now there are lots of guest bookers. There's lots of people starting businesses booking guests because, surprise, surprise, a lot of people want to start a podcast. But as far as I can see, most of my competition are not podcasting. They're not doing videos about it. They're not blogging about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to attract a lot of clients because I'm putting out tons of content. I'm getting interviewed on podcasts, positioning myself as the go-to authority. And so for dentists, for lawyers, uh, for accountants, when you go out there and get interviewed, you're positioning yourself as that celebrity. And if I can offer one quick story I heard, I'm sure that you're a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. um, who has the Ask Gary V show, he talked about how when he was running their family wine store, wine library, he would go to these events and he would, you know, pour wine and run these wine tastings. And it was only after he started hosting Wine Library TV that his income doing that same, you know, running that tasting just skyrocketed because it was no longer just hiring this guy to pour wine. It was they had a celebrity pouring wine for them because yeah. he positioned himself as a celebrity um, doing that web TV show. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, uh, it's funny. You use the word celebrity. I use the word authority because, you know, yes, yeah. there are some celebrity lawyers, but yes. I think most of us would rather be considered the authority in our field than and Right. right. I kind of use both and, words interchangeably. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, that you, so you've pretty much made the case for having a podcast, being a podcast host and, and producer and owner. Um, but you're, you also have this other side where you, you, you handle guest appearances and, and let's talk a little bit about how being a guest can, um, improve one's marketing if you're a service business or something like that. Yeah. And when we started the chatting, Gordon, you and I, we talked about how being a guest on other podcasts is often the avenue a lot of people go when they don't want to necessarily be producing their own show. Mm-hmm. I was guesting on other podcasts for a while before I actually started my own because it's a great way to go out there and get exposure and establish yourself as that authority figure um, without having to produce your own show and find guests and do the editing and do the graphics and all that stuff. So when you're a guest on somebody else's podcast, when they hand you that microphone and say, I want to feature you as that expert, before anyone even 
listens to the interview, you are a step, you have credibility right then and there. A client of mine, Diane, she's actually an accountant and she she's one of our clients. We book her for interviews. She's out, she's out there getting interviewed four times per month. And she told me how when she went to a recent uh, accounting, I think it was a profit first conference, all of her accountant friends were saying, you are getting interviewed all the time. What is your secret? You know, they weren't, even, they weren't listening to all the interviews. I'm sure some of them were, but they just see her posting and marketing the fact that she was booked and that she was featured on this show. And so they're all looking at her like, wow, it's amazing. You're getting interviewed so much. And so they're looking up to her as this authority and as this leader. And so if you ever want to get to a place where you're, you know, coaching other lawyers, you're coaching other accountants doing that business coaching by getting interviewed and positioning yourself as the most credible and successful authority figure in your industry, um, it's a lot easier to attract those types of clients. Um, So, it's it's a huge credibility factor and just establishes you as an authority figure. And then lastly, I talk a lot about how it can help you build really strong relationships. By getting interviewed, you you and that host then have a very strong relationship. Yeah. Nobody could even be listening, but you're going to walk away from that interview with a new trusted um, you know, referral partner, friend, JV partner, whatever works in your business and in, in your line of work, you're walking away with somebody who's kind of got your back and is going to help promote you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So, so suppose you're, uh, I'm a lawyer and, and I'm new to this and I want to get started being an interview guest, a, a guest on a on podcast and things. What can I do to prepare myself? I'm going to ask you for a few tips here. What can I do to be prepared? What makes a good interview? What do I need in order to say, okay, I'm ready for this. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I always recommend folks have is a one sheet. And so uh, interview one sheet is basically a one page PDF document that has a brief bio and some suggested interview topics, some suggested interview questions. Um, you know, it's nicely designed. It has your photo and your business branding and your contact information. Mm-hmm. But you want to have that one sheet, not only so you have something to give to podcasters to suggest yourself as a guest, but also to have that brief bio that they could introduce you and to put together those questions so you know what your topics are um you want to have those you know qu- potential questions and and suggested topics be specific and niched uh, because we talked already about how this is going to establish you as the go-to authority in your niche. So you want to have questions that only you could answer and questions that, again, go back to help positioning you as that expert. Questions that kind of guide you to telling stories about, you know, successful, you know, I'm sure that there are laws around like what kind of cases you can talk about. But if you can be anonymous, you know, would give you the opportunity to, um, you know, show your success in your work. Um, And then I would say, honestly, if you've never been interviewed before, do some practicing. So know what those questions are. And actually, if you're the type of, if you're like a visual learner, to write down how you would answer those questions and then listen to a lot of interview shows. Find some really great podcasts and listen to those interviews as a student learning how to be a great guest. There are some podcasts I listen to and I'm listening and enjoying the content, but I'm hearing how the guest is talking and I'm hearing how the host is asking those questions because you really want to take this seriously. This is not just, um, you know, going on and talking, but you, you know, you want it to be entertaining for somebody listening. So the conversation you and I are having right now, Gordon, would we would have 
have a slightly different tone if we weren't recording this for people to listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, and then one last tip that I always like to give is it's a very small kind of conversation tactic, but using the host's name in your questions. I've done that several times, Gordon, throughout this interview. And so I'm revealing my secret to folks. But if you do just that, you're actually going to have a much better interview than if you didn't. Okay, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Do you recommend that folks who are wanting to guest on podcasts and things have their own microphones and equipment stuff or? Yeah, I'm really glad that you asked that because this is, you know, people that they they don't want to have their own podcast, but they want to go on other shows. If you're going to go on other podcasts, spend the 50 bucks, you know, get yourself a good microphone because it's really aggravating. I can tell you as a podcaster, I'm sure that you can relate when you have a guest on your show and they, you know, you call them on Skype and it's horrible sound quality. And you're just like, oh, I want to have a good show and I want to have strong sound quality. And, you know, not everyone, if you don't have your own podcast, you know, you're not going to have the absolutely best sound equipment out there. But if you do want to be a guest on other podcasts and do that consistently as a way to market and grow your business, then invest in a decent microphone. And I can tell you the AT, I'm not sure what microphone you use, Gordon, but I use the ATR 2100. It sounds great. It sounds just fine. Um, obviously, there's amazing microphones that are like three, $400. And as you go, I think as you're... Uh, you know, ear improves, you'll invest in higher, you know, and equipment. But the ATR 2100 is about $50 on Amazon and it's mm-hmm. worth every penny. It sounds amazing. So I definitely recommend just getting a decent microphone and just using any old headphones or earbuds so yeah. you don't have an uh, echo in the recording for that podcast. That's exactly in line with what I recommend. I, I don't use the ATR 2100 myself um, for my, my own voice because frankly, I spent a lot of money on a high PR forty <laughs> before the ATR one came day out. I look at one, tell, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, frankly, it's not the mic for everybody. It, yeah. it depends on your voice, and and that's right. the other thing is the ATR twenty one hundred for some someone with the voice character that I have. It's right. very hard to distinguish the difference between these two microphones, other than the three hundred dollar difference. Yes, uh, <laughs> um, but. I think durability and and uh, connections and things are a little bit better for the more expensive mics. But at fifty bucks, if you if your mic breaks, you can buy a new one. You know, yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it's it's the the ATR twenty one hundred is the one I recommend. And and you've said all the right things. The other nice thing is that you don't need all that other outboard equipment, the mixer and compressors mm-hmm. and things. You plug it into the USB on your computer. You plug your headphones in and and turn there on Skype, go. and you're good to go. So that that's yeah, exactly. fantastic. Well, what do you recommend? for someone in terms of, well, you've sort of given those recommendations. Anything else for someone who's just getting started and wants to guest on shows and and uh, any other recommendations for them? Yes. I would say, Gordon, to don't be picky early on. A, a lot of people... They are just getting started interviews, but they, you know, they only want to be on the shows with a lot of downloads and they're like super picky about what shows they're going to do. If you're just getting started, you know, regardless of how successful your business is or, you know, how confident you are in yourself, get just go on some newer shows just to kind of get some practice Mm -hmm. and get a feel for what it's like to be interviewed. If you've never been interviewed on a podcast before, get on some of those newer shows just to get a feel for it. It's funny because I remember that first internet radio show podcast that interviewed me. And um, when I look back on it, I was super nervous, you know, getting interviewed on a radio show. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was probably, that's not the best show out there. (laughs) 
But it was a great kind of practice run for me. So just start getting on newer shows um, just as a way to get some practice. And most importantly, I would say listen to your interview appearances. When those shows go live, listen. It's really awkward at first to just listen to yourself, you know, and you're thinking, do I feel really weird just sitting here listening to myself talk? But listen with an ear, you know, with a critical ear Mm -hmm. and say, wow, I'm saying awesome every other sentence or, you know, I'm saying um every other word. Listen to help yourself improve. Um, and so, yes, it is weird listening to your own voice. Do you sound like that? Yes, you do sound like that. You're just not used to hearing yourself through a recording. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we have those bones in our head that transmit right to our ears. So uh, yeah. you and I hear ourselves much differently than the outside world does. And yeah. Yeah. Jessica, what do, you, um, what do you say to – are there any kinds of shows that people should not appear on maybe early on in this? Or what do you think – any warning signs? Um, I, I think that – you know, it's got to be a show that's a good fit. And so what I usually recommend doing is just listening to a little bit of the podcast, read the about description of their show on iTunes, look through their website, and, and you'll have a good feel for it. And, and, you know, listen to see, like, do, you know, it's it's kind of a gut thing. You know, if you read the description, if you listen to their podcast, you'll know if it's a good fit for you or not. Um, you know, a member of our mastermind group, she's just getting started getting interviewed and she's a doctor and kind of speaks about brain science. And she put it out there and said, hey, if anyone on this call, everyone on this call who has a podcast, could, could you interview me? And what we kind of said was that a lot of people on this call have business podcasts. So as much as we want to help you, we're not going to have a neuroscientist on our business podcast because that would be a big disconnect. Um, So just focus on going on shows where you're in front of your target market and you're being interviewed by people that have an audience who would receive value from what you have to say. Great. And if I'm I'm looking for the kinds of shows that would be the right fit that that connection assuming that i'm not yet ready to hire interview connections mm-hmm. um what do you recommend would just searching in itunes is there other yeah i mean itunes is definitely the master directory of where you're going to find podcasts and so um if folks don't have the itunes app on their computer download it so you can just start browsing through the itunes store if you have an iphone you've got the podcast app it's already on there yeah. just open it up Go to the categories or the library section and just start browsing through those podcasts. Search the iTunes store. But there's a lot of great directories out there. I mean, the iTunes search engine tool is not the best. Um, And so I would recommend using Google and just looking for, you know, podcasts for lawyers or interviews with lawyers. And then you're going to find shows that have featured interviews with lawyers. And from there, you can kind of narrow down and find the podcast that you think you might be able to connect with or recommend yourself as a guest. So just search around. There's a lot of podcast directories. I mean, there's a site called marketingpodcast.com. I mean, that's I'm in the business and marketing field. So I'm familiar with that site. There's a site called she podcast, which is a has a directory for women's host women hosted podcasts. So you can find a lot of these types of sites, but iTunes is definitely where they're all gonna live. And then blogtalkradio.com is a website that has internet radio shows with a big directory yeah. of different shows. So you can just kind of click around and you could easily have, you know, if you have an assistant in your office, um, you can task him or her with, hey, can you, you know, come up with a list of uh, podcasts for lawyers that has guests on them? And 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 so that's a kind of a good um, beginner step to just kind of come up with a list if it's a good fit and and uh, start to reach out to the host and just put yourself out there and just introduce yourself. Hey, I found your show, took a listen. This is what I do. Um, would love to connect for an interview if you think it's a good fit. 
Okay. So so it is it just that reaching out by email or something, hey, by the way, here's my one sheet. You know, yeah, exactly. Kind of okay. And I mean, you know, when you get serious and when you want to take things to the next level and like really invest in this as a marketing tool, I mean, definitely I would recommend working with, you know, a company like Interview Connections because we really help people, um, you know, really use this seriously as a marketing tool. But mm-hmm. for definitely talking about folks that are just getting started in it, haven't really been interviewed before, start reaching out to those podcasters, start reaching out to those hosts who have a show that you'd be a good guest for and start making those connections. Start making, you know, start introducing yourself and not everyone's going to say yes, not everyone's going to reply, but people will say yes, they will have you on their show. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, you know, going to not only get you good exposure, but you're going to get this whole other level of confidence and practice in speaking about what you do. Um, that's another whole reason that yeah. you want to get interviewed is, again, even if you're on a show with five people listening, okay, maybe it's not the best media exposure, but you're practicing your elevator speech and you're you're practicing what you're talking about. You're hearing what topics are resonating more with people and what topics are not quite resonating so you can do better on the next interview. Fantastic advice. Thanks, Jessica. So what does working with interview connections look like? Yeah, so we work with guest experts and podcasters. So we're talking a lot about getting interviewed on other podcasts when we have a few different levels. So our silver membership is we do have an opportunity for folks to invest a one-time fee into being a member of our guest database. And with that level, we when we're looking for guests for our clients' podcasts, we're searching through our silver memberships first and looking through our guest database. So it's kind of a good, you know, by becoming a silver member and joining our guest database, you're just opening up more people, you know, more of our team members requesting you as a guest. So it's kind of just opens up another interview opportunity mm-hmm. stream. And then our golden titanium levels is where we personally represent you. You have a booking agent on our team that gets to know you. We get a one sheet made for you, mm-hmm. or if you have a one sheet, we use that. And we're actively out finding podcasts that are that good fit. And for all these shows that we have great relationships with, we are pitching you as a guest expert to these podcasts. And then two or four times per month, depending on your level, you have a podcaster being introduced to you over email and then you're scheduling a call. So you don't have to do any of that research. You don't have to do any of that pitching. You just have, you know, you have an agent that's connecting you with interviews a couple times, four times per month. Um, So it's really for folks that are serious about using interviews as a marketing tool. And it's also for people that know that this is a long-term strategy that unlike something like a Facebook ad campaign where you're going to put this much money out and you're going to get this many people to a teleseminar where you know you're going to convert this much into sales. Um, probably a different model, I guess, with lawyers now that I say that. <laughs> but um, but this is something that you do long term to really kind of just build out that exposure. Um, you know, we have some people that come and within after a month of interviews, they're like, well, I didn't see my business skyrocket. Well, that's not how it works. You know, <laughs> podcasting is not something that makes your business double overnight. It's something that you got to stick with for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is about being building that authority so that people yeah. remember you when the time comes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so we're going to get into the, the last few questions that I always ask my guests are about their experiences as a podcaster and, and some, some people would call this sort of a lightning round, but we don't have to hurry through it. <laughs> How would someone, I'm sorry, what's your favorite moment from your experiences as a podcaster? My favorite moment or experience as a podcaster, ah, you know, whenever people ask me like lightning round questions, my mind goes blank. I just, <laughs> um, let's see. 
That's so hard. It's like the end of the day on a Friday. Um, I just, I'll take the opportunity here to just say how amazing podcasting is. I've just connected with so many people and built so many relationships. Um, I mentioned my friend Corey a little bit, and I think that... Yeah, yeah, I got one. I got one. I just had okay. to think through the answer a little bit. Um, so <laughs> I connected with Corey right when I started my podcast and I used his company to, to edit it. But Corey and I actually partnered up to create the podcast producers. Mm-hmm. So really by having my own podcast and, you know, using his firm, he got to know me as a host and asked me to join him on creating the podcast producers. And that show was just such an incredible experience. And just a quick little soundbite about it. It's a 10 episode audio series about the art and business of podcasting. And we are going to be doing a season two uh, again this year. So we'll be putting out another um, seven or 10 episode series. And that show was awesome because yes, it was something we did you know, as part of our business. But again, it was the art of podcasting as well. So by doing that, I realized that podcasting is an art. Um, while I started it as a marketing tool, I realized that I love the art of podcasting and mm-hmm. I love the art of speaking into a microphone and creating beautiful sound for people to listen to. So um, I hope that wasn't too cheesy for everyone. But <laughs> no, that's great. And and by the way, on season two, if you decide that you want a, uh, an expert on the legal side of the podcasting business, you... Uh, Know where to find me. I'll add you to our list. We have just started brainstorming and compiling a list of potential guests. So thank you. I, and I want to say, by the way, that, that answer, because of the the question sort of taking you a little off balance, brings up an interesting point about being a guest on a show. And I told you before we started that I don't I don't edit these podcasts unless there's a major glitch or, or faux pas. Uh, you, you know, you were you were a little off balance, but you recovered very well. And I, but most importantly, I think those kinds of moments aren't something to be afraid of, right? They're, yeah, it's that lends a, a human uh, yeah. component to things. And, and I'm glad that you pointed that out because, I mean, that's another thing with podcasts. It is pre-recorded, and some people edit it so you never hear those little mistakes or the, oh, I'm not really sure what to say. But you do have to be quick on your feet. Now, sure. I could have said, I have no idea, Gordon, move on to the next question. But I came up with something. So it definitely a part of podcasting and, and being a guest is you've got to be comfortable with thinking quick on your feet. And I'm sure that's a skill that lawyers have. <laughs> <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> so, okay, next question. What's your worst nightmare moment in podcasting? Being asked a question where I can't think of the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What is the last podcast you listened to? The last podcast I listened to was, um, I think it was WTF with Mark Marin. I think that was the most recent one yeah. that I played. Um, was it a guest or was it just him? It was. I'm like opening up my podcast app because oh, I listened to so many. Yeah. So time. WTF with Mark Marin. He was interviewing Garrett Morris. Oh, nice. And I only got a few minutes into the episode. Okay. But that's the most recent one. We'll, we'll let you get back to it soon. <laughs> What should I have asked you today that I haven't? Oh my goodness! Um, or I'm you just give me last words. moment because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you, asked, <laughs> you asked a lot of great questions, Gordon. I honestly can't think of what we didn't cover. I mean, there's so much more we could cover, um, but I think that this episode was a really, really great show and a great interview for people who are new to podcasting and that are 
new and considering being a guest. So, I mean, there's questions you could have gotten into that would have taken us into some different directions, but I feel like this is a go-to podcast that I will definitely share with people who are new and considering just being a guest. I thought that you asked all the right questions for the for this specific topic. Well, I wasn't fishing for compliments, but I'll say thank you so much. <laughs> See, I did that. I turned it around and just made you look amazing. That's another tip. Make the host look good. <laughs> Well, without any surprise in it, this has been an amazing interview, and I mean, you're you're good at what you what you preach. So, um, I've learned a lot, and I'm sure the listeners have gotten a great deal out of it. And I'm really grateful to you for coming on, and uh, so thank you for joining me. Thanks, Gordon. How can listeners find you and Interview Connections if they have questions or want to look into it further? So you can go to Jessica Rhodes. That's R-H-O-D-E-S, jessicarhodes.biz. That is my kind of my home base. So all my other websites, you can find links to them through there. Um, I do have a free gift for your listeners, Gordon. Oh, if they go to jessicarhodes.biz forward slash Gordon, I do have a free report and a it's a free report and an MP3 coaching call um, about being a guest on podcasts and getting a return on their investment. And so they could just download that for free at jessicarhodes.biz slash Gordon. Thank you so much. Wow. That's great. Uh, well, listen, thank you very much. This is um, uh, the end of the show. Thank you to the listeners as well. You are the reason that I do this uh, when I do, as often as I do. And I'm really grateful for your time and attention as well. And with that, we're going to wrap up the episode and say, if you are interested in podcasting for your practice, of course, the resources you've heard about on the show today, as well as the Power Podcasting for Lawyers course, which is the only how-to podcast program designed by lawyers for lawyers to address our specific needs and goals. You can visit lawpodcasting.com slash guide and receive a free law podcasting quick start guide. And with that, I'll say, keep on podcasting. <laughs>